Hey y'all, welcome to the Soul's Work Podcast. I'm your host, Janice Ho, and in Season 2, we're going to be diving deep into conversations about healing from trauma and addiction, getting more connected with our higher selves, practicing self-care, and so much more. Thanks so much for joining me for the ride. Now, enjoy the show. Hey fam, how are y'all doing today? (laughs) I hope life is treating you as well as it possibly can be during this time. I'm getting by, you know, it's a process. Uh, So in my introduction for season two, I mentioned that I've been exploring my current relationship with alcohol. And that journey and all the education I've been doing around alcohol dependency has been really positive, very empowering. And on the other hand, it's also been super challenging because, you know, hard feelings are coming up for me all the time, whether it's because of COVID, self-isolation related stuff, or because diving into this exploration does mean revisiting some painful things from my past. And, you know, I no longer have the crutch of alcohol to go to when it's just getting a little too unbearable. So it has been challenging some days to feel all the feels in this very raw state that I'm in. So today I wanted to talk about sitting with hard feelings because it's been coming up for me a lot, but I've also been seeing it come up for so many other people, you know? You know, I'm sure I don't even need to explain this y'all because each and every one of us is going through this COVID shit and never mind just life in general, which is hard enough as it is. But this period of time is bringing up all sorts of things for a lot of people. And I've heard it all from immense anger to grief to loneliness, sadness. And, you know, you can think about what that might be in your own situation. And you can also maybe think about whether there are specific feelings that you tend to experience repeatedly. Like for me, I don't tend to experience something like anger very frequently, but I have been cycling in waves of grief and sadness quite a bit. So what I've been noticing is that it is often very difficult for people to just sit with those very hard to feel emotions. And by sitting with them, I just mean letting them be there in your body, turning your awareness to those feelings in that moment instead of shutting them down, trying to numb them, and so on, right? And it's not surprising because number one, those feelings can just in and of themselves feel very uncomfortable and painful. So I'm not saying that this is something we should just easily be able to handle and deal with. Like there's real feelings of pain involved. And so it totally makes sense. However, I also think that in addition to that, a really huge reason why we find it very difficult to sit with those feelings is because of the way that we've been conditioned socially, culturally, which often starts when we're kids and our parents tell us things like, don't cry, don't be sad, just be thankful for what you have, don't be angry. You know, we receive all of this messaging that tells us that it is unacceptable to feel and express these types of emotions. And it gets no better as we get older, right? I mean, it just keeps getting reinforced, whether it's being told to man up, quote unquote, if you're a guy. And you know, sometimes even if you're not a guy, you'll still be told that. You know, we're still told not to cry. We are told to be strong. And you know, I have a real problem with some of the things that are put out in the self-development world these days, where some so-called spiritual gurus say to just 
be positive, to just give gratitude when you're feeling like shit. Now, I'm not saying that those things in and of themselves are bad or wrong. They are absolutely not. You know, I have a gratitude app on my phone. It's called Presently. Super simple, but beautiful. I highly recommend it. And I use it almost every day to write down the things I'm grateful for. And I think that is such a useful and perspective shifting practice. But the issue becomes when these things are being taught as the only thing to do for one's healing and that there isn't also, in addition, some sort of guidance, messaging that says it's also okay to feel the really shitty feelings too, the really hard stuff, and that the knee-jerk reaction doesn't always have to be to push it away or to get rid of it by seeing, you know, positive affirmations and stuff in its place. There is room for both things to be present in our lives, and I truly feel from the experiences that I've had so far in my self-development journey that both are needed to really come to a whole sort of experience of healing. So I wanted to just invite all of us, including myself, because this whole thing with not drinking right now has been very humbling for me to see that as much as people are always saying like how much in tune I am with my feelings, and I am, I'm very much feel and share very openly, but it's clear that there are still things that I haven't been feeling, (laughs) that I haven't wanted to feel, and that I've just numbed myself instead when they come up. So I'm inviting all of us to maybe think about this a little bit differently, that when we're experiencing these really hard to feel emotions, to know that it's okay, like it's just a natural normal, understandable part of our human experience. And without it, we really wouldn't be complete, right? And I think that this is the thing, that when we are trying to remove those hard experiences from our lives, those uncomfortable feelings, we aren't allowing ourselves to be complete and to experience our full humanity. And it's to no fault of our own, because again, It's just that we've been conditioned this way. And I think we're oftentimes afraid that if we are to feel our anger, our shame, our sadness, that it means that there's something deficient about us, that we are broken and incapable of being stronger, right? And that if we are to express it, then maybe we're going to receive some sort of backlash or rejection from the people that we love and want to have approval from, right? Instead, they're going to get turned off and be like, oh, why is she so sad all the time? Why is she like this all the time? So it's to no fault of our own. I think that we shy away from expressing those hard feelings, but oftentimes I actually feel (laughs) that the best thing we can do in those moments to alleviate the hard feelings is to let them sit there (laughs) as excruciating as that might sound. So I'll give you an example because a few days ago, I was crying a lot and weeping quite loudly. I think my neighbors were probably like, oh my God, what is happening in there? I was going through half a roll of toilet paper, which we need to be conserving right now. I mean, no hoarding, but you know, (laughs) but I was in a lot of despair and so immensely overcome with these emotions and allowing myself to just sit with them for that moment, first of all, enabled me to identify what it even was, and I realized it was grief. And then also to reflect on and figure out why I was feeling that grief. 
And the reason was because I was feeling heartbroken for my younger self and when she was in the depths of her alcohol dependency and I was grieving all the things, the life experiences, the genuine moments of joy that I felt was robbed from her, that was taken from her by the addiction and how heartbreaking it was that she felt that alcohol was her only saving grace during that time and that she didn't have the supports and the education and someone who looked like her to look to, to know that she wasn't alone and to maybe find a better way instead of just turning to alcohol every time there was pain, which was often, you know, I grieved all of that. So in this moment of grieving, I was actually talking to myself and I do this sometimes in my head. I mean, you can also talk out loud, no judgment here, but I was talking to myself in my head saying, you know, I'm feeling so much grief right now and it is so understandable that I would be because what I'm going through right now is so hard and what my younger self had to go through was so hard and it's totally normal for me to be feeling these overwhelming emotions and grief and that I'm crying and just feeling profoundly sad about all of this because honestly, how else would I be feeling about that, right? And I also have never really given myself time to, and the space to grieve these things. And so it's completely valid. And if anything, it's expected that I would feel this way. So just allowing myself that space to sit with my feelings and the self-compassion to talk myself through them, you know, as painful as it still felt in that moment, was actually the thing that allowed for it to move on and to clear the way for me to then ground myself, you know, bring down my nervous system, come to that place of calmness, dry the tears, make myself a hot tea, journal, whatever else I needed in that moment to then come out of the grief and back into the present. So I just wanted to share that in case it's helpful to you when you're feeling whatever it is, you know, whether it's anger or profound loneliness or the sadness or the grief, the shame. Shame is such a hard one to sit with, I know. And you know, it's another story about whether those things are continuously coming up for you and what might be the underlying reasons for that pattern, right? And if we are also expressing them in ways that are maybe harmful to ourselves or to our loved ones, well, Y'all, we got to work on that too, <laughs> but that's another episode, you know what I'm saying? Um, but just starting with that period of time where it's just about sitting with the feelings, having that self-compassion so that we can then be in the right headspace to do the other work. Now, I do think that it can be difficult to start this kind of practice on our own because in that moment of feeling despair or feeling a lot of shame or whatever it is, you know, it's often hard to also be that voice that calms us down or speaks to ourselves objectively, right? So I do think it's something that comes to practice. And for me, I think the reason I'm able to do that for myself a little more easily now, I can't do it all the time. You know, sometimes I really do need to reach out and have that external voice to sort of guide me through some overwhelming emotions. But why I think I can do it much more readily now is because I started doing that kind of practice with my therapist where she was that voice for me and in a space where all my feelings and crying were welcome and I felt safe and like my experiences weren't being minimized. So it was almost like I got to learn from her through the way that she responded to me, you know, what felt comforting, what did actually help me to heal and move through it. 
And then I could learn from her how to do that for myself. So, you know, if you are used to more so shutting down, withdrawing, trying to find distractions, or even drowning or spiraling in, you know, the overwhelming emotions when they come up, like it could be on either end of the spectrum, it might feel really foreign to start that process of sitting with your hard feelings uh, on your own. Now, obviously, I know not everyone is in therapy or has access to that, and maybe that's not even your thing, and that's cool. But if you do find you need someone to support you in that process, you can still always do that with a friend, someone who you trust, someone who will just hold that space for you. And I find that being able to have that experience where you do share and get to heal in connection with somebody and feel all the feelings, but within a safe space, and then do whatever you need to do to ground yourself and move out of it. Like each time that you do that, it's kind of like practice and reinforcing the thing that, you know, most of us didn't get to learn growing up. Or worse, we were told to do the opposite of, right? Which is now learning that it is actually okay, that these feelings are normal, that we're gonna come out of it all right, and we'll still be loved after. And if anything, that it will be a part of what heals us and makes us better and stronger and all of that. So the other point I want to make is that I find that it's not only difficult for us oftentimes to sit with our own hard feelings, but I think it's sometimes hard for us to sit with other people's hard feelings as well. And I think part of it is that we don't like to see people suffering, of course, like especially our loved ones. But I also think Again, we've just been taught through social conditioning, through life experience, again, often from when we're really young, that the way to respond when we see someone in distress, sad or whatever, is to, I find, either give our advice and try to fix the situation for them, or to try and maybe placate that person, to try and turn it into something that feels more positive, right? That whole thing about, oh, don't be sad, don't cry, just think about the positives in your life. And, you know, we may respond in both ways to people, right? And I'm certainly part of this too. Like, I think it is just a knee-jerk reaction that we often go to right away because many of us haven't really learned how to do it differently. And if we haven't learned ourselves how to sit with our own hard feelings, it is really hard to know how to do that for somebody else. So just personally speaking, A big reason why I've started recording this podcast again is because I've actually been finding it difficult to share about some of the hard feelings coming up for me as I explore my relationship with alcohol. And so I guess this is my way of talking about it and getting it out of me, but to, I don't know, whoever's listening out there. And you know, if it's not another person, then I'm talking to myself in the mic, but it's somehow therapeutic for me. And it's not to say anything about the people in my life because I have incredible friends who I've been able to share a lot with, you know, concerning my feelings and hard things I'm going through. But I think because specifically with the alcohol stuff, a lot of people don't really understand how addiction works on the brain. I will often get a response that doesn't really align with the reality of that and my situation. And, you know, it's to no fault of anybody because who the hell would know about the neuroscience of addiction and what's happening in the brain with the neurotransmitters and all that stuff. And I'm going to talk about that in probably the next episode of this podcast. But point is, is that it can sometimes feel really exhausting to have to explain myself while I'm already going through a difficult time emotionally. And it's not to be dismissive about it, but I'm sure y'all can think of a time 
when you've been going through your own thing, whether it's a super painful breakup or you've lost somebody through a death. And other people have obviously gone through those things, but in your situation, oftentimes it can feel like nobody understands and nobody ever could understand, right? And that words can sometimes not even express what you're going through. And you don't want to have to explain it in your moments of going through your shit, right? So I think that's where I'm at right now. And I would honestly just like sometimes to be able to get it off my chest, that I'm feeling grief, that I'm really sad, and then not have to take on the emotional work of responding to people's advice that I wasn't really seeking, you know, even though I know it always comes from a loving place. So I think all of us can probably think of a time or times when that similar thing has happened to us. And so I would invite us all again, myself as well, because I've caught myself sometimes giving my advice, my personal experience in response to what a friend is going through and trying to share with me. And then afterwards, kicking myself in the ass because I'm like, oh my God, did I just shut this person down? Was I really being present for them and really hearing them? you know, maybe asking more questions versus telling them things. So I invite all of us to maybe take a pause the next time we're inclined to just jump into that mode of advice giving or into the mode of telling people, oh, don't feel that way. Or to just think about the good things going on. Because inadvertently, even with the best of intentions at heart, we may be sending them the message that what they are feeling and going through isn't valid. And to maybe ask ourselves in that moment, well, why is it that I feel the need to tell them to not feel that way? You know, do I believe that them feeling that way is actually a bad thing? And why might I think that? You know, is it triggering something uncomfortable in me that really has nothing to do with them? And I've had to take some pretty hard looks at myself um, in some of my relationships where I realized that, you know, my responses were really about me and my baggage and my wounds. And maybe asking ourselves, you know, are there moments where I've gone through those hard feelings myself? And what would I have wanted to hear from a friend to feel heard and comforted? You know, what are the kinds of things that have made me shut down instead when I've tried to share and I don't really hear the thing that I need in that moment? You know, for me, all I need to hear sometimes is, I'm really sorry to hear that. You know, that sounds really tough what you're going through. And I'm always here if you need me. And that's for me. You know, I'm learning that some people don't want to hear the words, I'm sorry you went through that because it makes them feel like a victim and they don't want to feel that way. So, you know, if we don't know what the person needs, we can always ask them, right? Hey, what do you need from me in this moment? Is there anything I can do to help? Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. (laughs) You're like, but what if this person seriously needs my advice, right? Like maybe it's that friend who is always coming to you with that same issue over and over again. Or maybe it's something that you've already gone through yourself in your life. And it's like you can see the solution to their pain like so clearly. And you want to give this person the gift of clarity, right? I get it. I so get it. And to that, I would say a couple of things. So one is that, you know, the person might be fully willing to hear your perspective and benefit from it, but if they are so overcome by emotions at the outset, you know, they may just first need to feel a sense of safety talking with you and to know that they are being genuinely heard by you, that you've expressed that their feelings are valid, 
in order for their emotional state to calm down a bit, you know, enough that their rational brain and executive functioning can even come back online and process the advice you impart. And the second thing is, again, we can always ask that person if they even want our advice in that moment, right? Because honestly, no matter how good you think your advice is, sometimes a person just doesn't want to hear it. They might just be too emotionally overwhelmed to be ready to take that in at that time. And we have to respect that. And we also need to know we can't save everyone. We can't take responsibility for everyone's pain and life problems. So the last thing that I'll say on all of this is that I do think it's sometimes on us as the person who is sharing to maybe take the initiative to educate a little bit on what it is that we do need for ourselves, what we are seeking from the other person um, in response to us sharing something with them. Because, you know, a lot of times, as I've mentioned, you know, people just truly don't know. And they're going to instinctively jump to the thing that they've learned and know how to do best to love and care for somebody, right? So I am holding myself to that. You know, I don't think I've gone to this step yet of explicitly telling people, hey, I'm going through a hard time. I do want to talk about it, but I'm not looking for any advice. I'm just really hoping to have an ear and have your comfort and support. And really, that's all I need right now to feel better. So that is what I wanted to talk about today. I hope that resonates with somebody out there. I hope it helps someone to feel a little more accepting of their hard feelings because I know it's all really difficult. It's all a process, but the more we do it, I promise the easier it gets. All right. Thanks so much for being here and listening in. If you want to connect with me, you can email me at janice.sj.ho at gmail.com. Let me know about your experiences sitting with hard feelings, what's been challenging for you, what has helped you. And you can also follow me on social media. I'm at Janice Ho Images and at Nature Immersed on Instagram and at Janice Ho Creative on Facebook. We're going to get this podcast back up on all the things. So look out for it on your favorite podcast player. But you can always find all the episodes and show notes at the soulworkpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Okay, y'all, until next time, be well, stay safe, lots of love and self-love. Peace.